Beata von Heun and Lauren Weiner gladly present EcoSpeak, a podcast platform that discusses the effect of man-made vices and educates you on how to help. Today's topic is thrifting culture. Thrifting has been a resource since the very early 1900s in America. Obviously, the concept has shifted as times have rapidly morphed and innovatively changed our entire society, specifically beginning in the early 2000s. Secondhand shops grew from stores like Salvation Army, Goodwill, and Savers. These stores are notoriously known for their infinite aisles of used clothing, knickknacks, shoes, jewelry, anything you can fathom lies in their sea of secondhand material. Thrifting is, in a brief summary, buying used clothing at much cheaper prices and used conditions. Back in the day, if you wore a shirt found from one of these discount shops, you would have gotten judgmental stares from our disencouraging fashion culture that viewed used clothing as unhygienic. The idea of giving up clothing was typically seen as a lack of wealth. In the 1900s, racism was another negative contributor that appeared when buying secondhand. The Salvation Army was also seen as shady, and they were called junk dealers. By the 1935, Goodwill had an estimate of 100 stores, and although the mindset on thrifting was still a miss, wealthier shoppers would shop for vintage pieces, and the Great Depression led to an uproar of thrift shoppers. Thrift stores displayed a setup much like department stores. They lured customers in with their similarity and cheaper prices. Winding up to the 21st century, the outlook on thrifting started to shift much more dramatically. Millennials and Gen Zers are the root of this positive attitude. Nowadays, thrift stores are the source of affordable clothing, trendy outfits, and a valuable accommodation for the needy. This change developed for a couple of reasons. One of the biggest was the surge of new equipment after the Industrial Revolution. Because clothing was so effortless to make, the drop of prices for material continued to amplify. Apparel was now mass-produced, which was much more affordable, leaving society to think of clothing as disposable. This not only adds to why thrifting is available, but also why fast fashion, which we will dive more in depth through further on, is the biggest player in clothing culture. Another factor to this uprising of thrifting was a mass increase in population. The 90s and early 2000s had one of the biggest waves of immigrants, and along with this, urbanization led to smaller living spaces and a denser city population. Of course, there are many other factors like online thrift stores, Depop and ThreadUp as prime examples, or the 2008 financial crisis, which in turn made numerous other thrift stores pop up for people looking for fashion with slimmer wallets. There's more and more reasons for every person out there. The thrifting industry now has made more than ever, up to a whopping $17.5 billion. But one of the crown winners for amping up the fashion industry is the progression in technology that led to companies having factories overseas. This led to clothings being able to produce by the thousands, and Gap was the first company to start lowering prices and bringing more of an audience to fashion culture. On average, 16 to 18% of the population thrift each year, 12 to 15% at resale shops. This seems like a really small amount, but to add perspective, 32.9% of Americans shop at outlet malls and big brand stores. The number is dramatically growing due to a younger, much more accepting population. But what does thrifting mean to this almost obsolete group of people, and who are they? The stigma shift of the consumers from thrift shops has modernized. To make this a much less gray area of essentially the minutia of thrifting, we're dividing the consumer groups into the two most present bodies of resale shoppers. The ubiquitous stereotype, the poor, and we say the poor not to shed it in a negative light, 
but to clarify why thrift stores were invented in the first place. Resale shops were specifically invented for immigrants who were cash-strapped or unlucky civilians who couldn't afford the high-priced commodities of typical stores. This is what tends to stick in a person's mind when they think of a thrifter, those who need to thrift, because thrift stores were designed to sell affordable clothing, unlike many major department stores that overpriced their goods. Although this belief stands, another swarm of customers emerge with a different purpose. The younger population of the post-millennials and the millennials themselves are now considered thrifters, have sweeped the nation for more unique looks, trends, and bigger wardrobes. Though there's a million other reasons that teenagers are drawn to these stores, these are the most prominent. Big influencers buy from Plato's Closet or Wings Resale, and of course, others follow suit. The idea that these influential people are in the eye of the beholder shape our culture. We see those who are beautiful or wealthy or something that we want, wearing an article of clothing they thrifted. And because we want to be like these people, we condition ourselves to think that what they have is what we need to have. People buy so much from big brands in order to be trendy. There's hundreds of thousands of the same shirt. When they go out of style, which again, we'll explain in further detail later on, they end up in your local thrift store. And although it's almost a pose, uniqueness is another reason why you thrift. Some of us want clothes to make us blend, but some want to be more likable. There's those who want to just pop. Thrift clothes have a backstory, comes from decades ago, aren't mass produced. In thrift stores, there are very rarely two kinds, which draws crowds of people who aren't attracted to the basic styles of the season. Similarly to fast fashion, thrift stores actually promote the idea of wastefulness in a different sense though, not nearly as wasteful as fast fashion industries. Because thrift stores are cheaper than most retailers, even at retailers' heavily reduced prices, thrift stores' consumers feel the need to constantly be buying more. Younger generations, like our generation, are trained by social media that in order to be unique, you shouldn't be able to be seen in the same outfit consistently. Thrift stores offer an enormous variety of different clothing, which leads to teenagers wanting to buy more clothing that feeds into the stigma of never wearing the same outfit twice. Although this doesn't just happen in thrifting, as fast fashion has the same effect. Thrift stores have extremely low costs. Nowadays, they are equally matched with department stores, but before the boom of fast fashion and low cost, thrift stores were the first type of clothing stores to sell affordable clothing. This, of course, still has a positive stigma of thrifting and remains even when their competitors have caught up. And when I say caught up, I don't mean evenly matched for the quality. Thrift stores can have amazing quality items for extremely cheap. My friend once found a Playboy bunny bag that typically goes for $150 for less than $15. Those who don't buy from thrift stores buy from retailers for similar reasons, but shown differently. The fashion trends that we see today are rooted in our warped fashion industry. H&M, Forever 21, Romwe, and Shein have stolen the spotlight away from small businesses. And what a lot of consumers don't realize is that the material and the style of these companies produce trends that are nearly the same shirts and pants and dresses over and over again, where there's no distinctness about them. Yet, since we're all exposed to it, it's what we consider the new and popular. The cheapness of material leads to modern clothing to be easily defenseless against wear and tear, and susceptible to replacement with newer clothing. Because of the modernization of technology and the fashion industry, social media and big fashion companies have changed how people view clothing. Companies that sell duplicates upon duplicates of an item train their consumer to believe that clothing is disposable. The idea of disposability also derives from the plethora of clothing that stores contain, along with seasonal trends. 
Clothing doesn't need to be seasonal, but in order for companies to obtain more capital, they need to constantly be promoting their products. They do so by seasonal trends, limited offers, and collaborations with bigger designers. Seasonal trends convince us that we have to have the latest trendy top, and limited offers push us to buy unique purse to feel like an elitist. And sale deers persuade us that it's so cheap that we need to buy it. The average amount of clothing a person bought each year, according to the 2012 novel Overdressed, was 64. But combine this with years prior and most people have around 350 items in their wardrobe. Now let that sink in. Nearly 400 tops, shirts, shoes, pants, skirts, and even dresses, not including undergarments or socks. Now, guess how big of a wardrobe a person had in the early 1900s? Around 10. Now try to take a guess of how much of those items are worn. Today, the average person only wears 20% of their closet, and this is due to the cheapness of clothing in the 21st century. Today's standards of clothing are much more flexible than they were when garment factories in the U.S. crafted our apparel. Big brands had once paid higher prices for clothing to be made and labor costs, but because of modern technology and the rise of the internet, it's much more manageable to place factories in countries such as China, where labor costs are low and significantly lower than the U.S., where we have rights to protect workers from working below minimum wage, though they aren't heavily enforced. This caused the price of their products to drop much, much lower, which in turn has caused consumers to expect and crave much, much lower prices. Now, the companies that sell products adjusted to these customers' expectations are the big brand names that could afford to drop their products. While these companies expanded, small designers died off, leaving us with the majority of our clothing industry to be big, unhealthy brands. And due to the cutback on labor costs, the downsizing of factories that the international and cheaper fabrics that mainstream companies use, prices could drop. Now, we expect shirts to be under $40 and jeans to be eh, $100 and are viewed as overpriced, but in reality, what is considered overpriced goods is just quality material and workers being paid at better salaries, and typically factories that are in America. Well, Lauren, even though these are all true, fast fashion remains cheap, so why don't people thrift more? For supplemental reasons that are more obscure. The normalization of the destruction of the environment. People tend to normalize that everyday clothing we use has been destroying our planet for the last couple of decades. When we look at a shirt, we don't think of the poorly paid employee that slaved away sewing the fabrics, or the water wasted on the production of cotton that could have gone to those who have water shortages in developing countries. We think, that's a cute shirt, and it's cheap, I want it. Everyone does it. I do it on occasion when I see a really good deal. I've seen a $3 shirt on Forever 21's website. It didn't even show me what the back looked like, but I bought two of them anyway. I thought three $3 shirts were too expensive. That's despite the fact I carry all of this information. Those who are uneducated don't even have to think twice. And this leads to another valid point. So many people lack the knowledge of dirty business that the fast fashion industries keep up from the public. Of course, a company doesn't want to indulge people with information that drives customers away. What company would ignore their natural ability to self-reserve and sell hard? It's not the information isn't out there, but with today's culture expectations and technology weighing of sharing information, it's hard to find information that you aren't looking for. 
Social media specifically endorses these big brands, advertises their products, and suggests these type of clothings on every single platform. We're consistently shown these destructive products. They are what we are directed to. This absence of education makes eco-friendly clothing and thrift stores one step behind. How people think directly affects everything that happens to the world. It's a butterfly effect. One cute top they buy from Brandy Melville, let's say, can add to our world's biggest issues of climate change. On top of all of this, fast fashion is so easily obtainable. It's cute and trendy, versus thrifting is typically your hit and miss. This leads to a much greater draw towards polluting products, because they're what's popular and easily purchasable. Typically, big brand stores are always cute, while thrifting you have to look for the cute clothing. The draw to new clothing also comes from the look. Thrifted clothing can be damaged or stained, and this typically is unappealing to younger consumers. One of the biggest persuasions of big brand clothes is the newness. People love efficiency too. The sad part is bad things come easier. The lowering costs of cheap fast fashion have also led to hiring prices in wealthier owned companies like Gucci, Chanel, or Balenciaga as JCPenney, DSW, and Old Navy's prices dropped. Companies that are higher end this actually drew more customers who were looking to beat elitists and feel empowered by expensive clothing to buy. While cash-strapped college students brag about their bargain deals they got, young, penniless shopaholics would flaunt their big brand name and their Louis Vuitton purse. This drawed a group of young millennials away from thrift stores and towards the big names and titles of high-end designers and thrift stores could just never afford. Me and Beata have conducted interviews based on this knowledge of what teenagers around us think about thrifting. We are not by any means shaming any of these interviewees, but we were curious about what their personal draw to thrifting was. So why do you thrift? Um, I thrift because honestly, um, it's cheaper for me. I've been going to like good ground stuff since I was little just because my family didn't always have that much money for like justice and stuff. I used to watch YouTube videos and like they didn't, I didn't really think it was like a thing, but um, I saw more people doing it, so I thought I'd check it out. It's easier, and I like baggy clothes, so it was just something that was, like, essential for me. I'm a high schooler, and I really don't have much money. I surf usually to, like, get new clothes, um, or I just surf to, like, find stuff cheaper. It's a lot cheaper, and there are a lot of cool and interesting things. Um, because the clothes a lot cheaper. I really like how there are a lot of like unique options that I wouldn't find other places. I want to explore like my taste in clothes. Instead of going to the actual store and paying full price, I could find it at the thrift store for like lower. Because I like upcycling my clothing and it's more like an affordable way to do it. And I can also get fabric really cheap at like savers and stuff. Thrifts because it's an easier and cheap way to get uh, clothes. It's just really fun to do, to go through and look at all the affordable items and put together a really fun outfit. What is the biggest reason you buy a thrifted item? It kind of represents who you are, because I think it's cool and I think I'm going to wear it. To save money. Like uh, vintage stuff, so I just go for that. Because it looked cool, or it's just like something unique. Usually for potential, I see a really cute um, hoodie but it would look a lot cuter cropped. I know I can just cut the bottom off. I don't know, I just buy things that I like. Usually because it's something either like 
experimental that I haven't really tried before. One, if the brand is like a popular brand, and two, if like it's really cheap. It stands out in some way that could go with an outfit. Well, it's obviously cheap and it's just, I don't really need anything. I just kind of want it. That it fits me well and that I, I really like it. Like it, I think it looks nice on me. What is the first word you think of when you hear the word thrift? Like people going out and buying used clothes, nothing really specific. Cheap. Like vintage shops. Usually like something cheap and also like fashionable. Really going to the Savers in Crystal Lake. Um, cheap. It's fashionable. Probably the word cheap. Just a fun day out to go out with friends. Only a handful of people we interviewed said for ecological reasons. One, it's cheaper, so I save money. Um, two, it's better because you don't have to worry about people charging really cheap for clothes because they're not paying their employees. I would say my style is kind of more like thrifty. Like I kind of like the look of like thrifted clothes, like bigger jeans and like kind of more like unique stuff that people like will drop off at a thrift store and also because i think it's a good way to combat like fast fashion and stuff like that and also because i'm a broke teenager and i don't have a lot of money uh, for sustainability issues i try not to take in any new products i am not into fast fashion at all like it's so bad obviously um and I feel like you find like the best stuff at thrift stores because it's like a, a wide variety. So, so recently I've been I've been more becoming more aware of like what fast fashion is and like all the waste that it it causes and it's very bad for the environment. So I started thrifting like a year or two ago, um, slowly like one piece, a couple of pieces. And then um, now it's become my entire closet is thrifted. Bianca and I also conducted surveys for more information about thrift culture. For the surveys, we allowed those who didn't thrift but wanted to also answer hypothetical if you were to thrift questions, which gave us an extended amount of responses. We got 23 responses. Those who thrift said they thrift because of low prices, uniqueness, potential, and fashionability. Those who said they don't thrift but what if they could replied with a brief description of how thrift stores have cheap prices but also fashionable options. Also not very helpful but pretty funny was the person who responded to the question of what is your first thought when you hear thrift with a link to Macklemore's thrift shop. It takes 1,800 gallons of water to make one pair of blue jeans and it seems like an odd number. Think of it as 28,800 glasses of water, where the average person drinks 58 gallons of water per year. So this is equivalent to almost 31 years worth of drinkable water from one person. These kinds of statistics are constantly overlooked. Previously, one of the four largest lakes in the world almost dried up due to the cotton industry in Asia. This can't be crazy to us, right? 9,982 gallons of water is used in the dyeing process. In total, the water used in the fashion industry total is... 20,869,592,136,294 gallons. 
80 to 90% of that water is merged with dangerous man-made chemicals and sadly brought back to the environment where the water is no longer safe for mother nature. It's hard to place blame on these major companies that are obviously responsible. Most of them don't even know that they are a fault for the wastage of water. Plastic bits and the addition to microplastics in our marine life is due to fast fashion. I shouldn't have to explain why this is a problem, but just to frame these facts, aquatic animals struggle to survive as it is with hunting and poaching. But add the risks of washing textiles with synthetics and washing out bits and pieces of plastic, which pollutes our seas and kills nearly 1 million marine animals a year. Microfiber is released into the waters where they can't be taken out and puts humans and animals alike at risk. The amount of microfiber dumped into the ocean is equal to 50 billion plastic bottles. These materials, specifically polyester or lycra, can take hundreds of years to biodegrade. They are left to rot away in landfills, but they don't rot. They last lifetimes upon lifetimes, and even those pieces are sitting in garbage-infested lands. More and more cotton-created evils are being thrown in. Why does this matter? If it took so much water usage, pollution, and harm to organisms to make, why dump it all away? All of this harm was for nothing. If you look at your clothes, you'll be surprised that your wool coat isn't just actually wool. It's actually wool and polyester, because plastics are cheaper by yard to buy. The shirt I'm wearing right now is from Forever 21, and it's 95% cotton. Carbon emission releases from the production of clothing is at fault for 10% of carbon emission releases. This number is barely reaching double digits, but in the grand scheme, this 10% is plenty more than international flights damage. Fast fashion does more disturbance, overlooked because the product itself doesn't actually do the damage for greenhouse gases, but the factories operated to produce do. More problems arise. The fashion industry is running out of jobs for Americans. In the garment industry, mostly everything is done by machine. This is the same for fabric-making companies. Labor isn't needed. And those who actually make apparel and sewing and stitching and making clothes does require work. Wages are frighteningly low, and the right for workers in this industry to fail irregularly enormous companies. So as the more minimum wage workers are laid off due to factories being moved overseas, the more unfair and immortal the industry becomes. China's labor wages are extremely low, but almost the lowest of all is Bangladesh, where the average garment worker makes $73 a month. This isn't minimum wage, but more importantly, it's not living wage. Living wage is what it takes for a family to have their basic necessities of food, water, and shelter, along with other important care like education for children, health care, and emergency funds. The factories that make clothing don't pay their workers nearly enough for this, sometimes not even enough to eat for part of the month. If this buying of fast fashion continues, and will most likely, the consumption of apparel worldwide will double. The average person in 2020 buys 60% more than the start of the century. Less than 1% of clothing is reworked into a new piece. As much as we despise fast fashion, we are aware of the economical gains it provides. Fast fashion is one of the top contributors to the global economy, and even more influential in America. And although this is true, if we shift the demand of cheap clothing to alternatives, we can shut down fast fashion without deteriorating the money made from it. Obviously, this wouldn't be an instantaneous shift, but gradually over time, if we make the conscious effort to avoid big brand names, we can force producers to change their ways. After all, supply 
depends on demand. And if we consumers challenge cheap clothing, businesses will have no other option but to obey. But now you may be wondering, what exactly does thrifting bring to the table that fast fashion cannot? Thrifting is much more than just buying clothes. Thrifting is reusing of cotton, polyester, nylon, labrakea, and any other fabric. The reusing of these fabrics reduces the production of them and alternately reduces wastefulness of more long-term slow fashion. And even better, prices come just as cheap as fast fashion, sometimes even cheaper. If that's the draw to fast fashion, why can't that be the attraction of thrifting? As a cherry on top, the employees of thrift stores are not also severely underpaid. And for some shops like Goodwill, every item you buy helps an unemployed citizen obtain a job. What's not to like? Well, that wasn't very rhetorical. Thrifting thrives off of the fast fashion industry. Thrifting isn't a long-term solution. It's a quick fix to a much bigger problem. Here might be some shocking information that thrift stores don't tell you nowadays. They discard mass amounts of clothing. Whenever you see a weird shirt in a thrift store and wonder who in the world would want that, you may not be surprised when the actual answer is no one. Items in thrift stores have a two to three week selling period, and if they don't get bought by then, the pieces are pulled from racks and thrown into a room with tons of other unbought clothing. Heaps of clothing that don't sell get thrown into a dumpster from your local thrift store. In order to attempt to prevent this wastefulness, thrift stores have started shipping their new donations to developing countries, but even their fashion standards have skyrocketed and the heaps of clothing that are unwanted in America are typically unwanted there too. What we're telling you is, fast fashion is an atrocity. Thrifting isn't as friendly as you thought. We need something better. There are companies in the market to help. Sustainable companies that make the clothing out of tinsel or hemp or resources that don't damage our planet and can biodegrade in just a few weeks compared to the decades it takes to contour pieces. There are companies that have multifunctional pieces where you can style a black shirt as a skirt or tank top all in one item of fabric. You just have to look. There are better solutions. And yes, these pieces might cost more, but let's break it down for you. When buying more costly items, you aren't actually spending more money in the long run. You're just saving up and investing in pieces that will be in your closet for years due to its better quality. When you spend your income on clothing that you actually have to think about, you tend to love what's in your closet because it took you time to mull over the decision. I don't know about you, but I personally hated my closet. I had hundreds of pieces of clothing I didn't actually love but bought because it's cheap, it's popular, why not? But overall, I still spend so much more money because I kept buying. Minimalism is something our culture can embrace, but we don't need as nearly as much clothing as we think we do. Minimalism is organized, it's efficient, it makes you cherish every piece you have because you only buy what you generally fall in love with. Buying pricey clothing isn't actually a bad thing, but fast fashion has taught us to be ashamed of wanting a $100 pair of pants. It's not shameful. Up to the 21st century, it was normal. We can't rely on cheap prices anymore. It's destroying our culture, economy, and our environment. And at that point, what's, what's left? left? This was EcoSpeak. Thrifting culture, sides that brought clarity and evidence to this podcast where the United States Censo Bureau, CommonDreams.org, PlanetAid.org, The Atlantic, Business Insider, Time Magazine, ConservedTurtles.org, WorldBank.org, Overdressed by Elizabeth Klein. Our goal is to bring light to the issues involving our environment. We want to educate and inspire those who need to make a change. This is Lauren and Beata signing, signing off. off.